Empire. Deal back to Hachimura. Um, first off, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. It was more just shocking to hear from him and understanding that he gets the most assists from me and the most spoon-fed baskets ever. You know, the culture is actually damn good. To sit up there and to say you don't have a culture problem in the nation's capital, everything about the organization points to a culture issue. One guy took his in another guy's shoe. I'm a little pissed off about it, but I know how I am. I was kind of expecting it. It's disrespectful. It was like Eric Killmonger going for total domination. What's up, is mine? We're not going to be fucking sunk this year with the Stanley Cup champions! Thank you for joining us today. We are the Beltway Sports Bros. I'm Matt Vizana, and as always, my brother, Noel. Hey, Noel, got some news for you. Good or bad? Uh, Good for me. (laughs) Oh, yeah? I'm sure it'll be delightful then. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to be on the Believe in Wizards podcast on Friday. Hey, I'm going to be on two podcasts in one day. Is that some kind of a record? Wow, look at you. Oh, you're on the Moderno show. Oh, interesting. With our old friend Matt. Mm. And, uh, nice. oh, and don't forget about former wizard Larry Hughes will be on there. So I'll be talking to him as well. Big shot. Ah, apparently. Oh, good for you. <laughs> Making it big. Just leaving me in the dust, I guess. Uh, ah, interesting. Apparently, I'm going to be able to ask Larry anything, which, you know, I'd love your input, of course. I mean, you won't you won't actually no. be on Fuck. the show, but I'd love... Fuck no. No, I'm not invited on. I'm not doing a damn thing. Kidding me? You're on your own, partner. <laughs> Let's see if Pippen can carry it. Hey, Pippen's one of the all-time 50 greatest players. Oh, yeah? Dream Is teamer. He? Highly underrated. <laughs> anyway, let me get through this real quick. Please follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and the Facebook group. Just search Beltway Sports Bros. You can also find us at BeltwaySportsBros.com. Also, if you're listening to this show right now, which obviously you are, please hit the subscribe or follow button so you don't miss a single episode going forward. All right. Speaking of whiz, let's start with the Wizards. The Wiz. I I, got to get back into it. I got a a big day on Thursday. Yeah, you do. You got to prime yourself. I'll try not to give away too much information (laughs) here, you know, or or, try not to get in your way, I guess. That's probably smart. Yeah. You know, I'm doing big things here, Noel. You know, just (laughs) take a step back. Try not to hold you back here, partner. (laughs) Well, let's uh, talk about their salary cap situation, shall we? So according to an article from Slam, which is actually kind of surprising to me. Well, number one, they're expecting Davis Bertans back, which I'm still a staunch believer that that's not going to happen. It also said that even with signing Bertans, the Wiz will be about $35 million under the luxury tax, so they could actually be players in free agency, which, you know, we've been saying all season long, and pretty much everybody's been saying they don't have a chance in hell of signing anybody but Bertans. It kind of excites me a little bit, you know? It should. The idea of actually signing somebody other than the shit backups that they have and possibly, I'm not saying they're going to be able to sign Anthony Davis or anything, but... We've been talking about, you know, getting a mid-grade maybe uh, three or bringing back Trevor Ariza or something like that. We're not talking about something outlandish here, but just room to make some moves for pieces that can fill the puzzle. You know, role players are still good as well. You don't need to have the big three. They're going to have their quasi-big three if they sign Bertans. Now you need pieces that can just plug in different lineups. Looking at the list here, I mean, Kelly Olynyk's going to be available. Remember him? Mm. Crushing our dreams with the uh, Celtics. I don't want him. You don't want him. All right. Well, hey, Serge Ibaka possibly. What are you, like, doing window chopping over there? Hey, Otto Porter's available again. What do you think about that? No? No good? Yeah. I'm good with watching a fucking guy that 
has athletic ability stand at the fucking three-point line like an idiot for three quarters. Oh, you loved Otto. You said they didn't use him well. They didn't. He should have come off the bench. I said that a million times, and they did that with like 30 games left. Going back to the salary cap thing, this is good news for the Washington area. One little piece of good news. Hopefully they use it well. Getting Bertans, I always thought that if they had the room, they had the potential to get him back. I think he wants to be here if they can pay him right because he's a Euro. Um, beyond that, if they can bring in a couple pieces, like I said, an Ariza type or a uh, Caldwell Pope, not going crazy with some other additional piece. I mean, shit, they've been talking about even, you know, the the pipe dream of DeMarcus Cousins. I don't think he's going to bring a whole lot of money to it. So there's room for that option as well. Now they can bring back the guys like Pasa Sneaks and they can bring back Bonga at guaranteed money. There's also other guys that were serviceable to this team. Bryant needs a backup, yeah. right? I mean, you got Wagner who can play the four and the five, but Pasa Sneaks is a pure five. I think he's a serviceable backup and he can play um, when Bryant isn't going to make it for the whole season. He never does. So, And big guys usually don't. So if he plays like 60 games, Pasa Sneaks can be serviceable for the remainder and give him a little bit of guaranteed money. Throw the, throw the dude a bone. I'd like to see uh, MKG. I don't think he's a great player, but I think he's kind of a glue guy that could actually play some defense. Sure. Which they desperately need rebound. Sure. You wouldn't need anything from him on the offensive side. And I think that he'd be the right price. He's not going to need a ton of money or he's not going to demand a ton of money. No, he doesn't deserve a ton of money. He's a guy that you're not going to have the expectation of scoring, which they don't need from him. He's a versatile guy that can guard two, maybe three positions on the court and is a good on the, on the second unit as well. This is all about the three. What their confidence is in Troy Brown, what their confidence is in Bonga, and those guys. They really need a three. They really need a small forward. They need to go out and find one, regardless of what range it is. We're not talking about the Oladipos, you know what I mean, and shit like that. Let's not get delusions of grandeur here because they got a little extra change. Let's just get a guy that can go in there and D somebody up because they got nobody on this team that can play defense. MKG's my guy. All right, well, speaking of the Wiz... This is some interesting stuff here. So yesterday, Wizards guard John Wall, remember him? He actually still plays on the team. Well, last time we talked about him, he was uh, he was at the club. Well, yeah, <laughs> he was. He? Yes, he was. <laughs> this time, he was at his house, but he appeared on Monday Tailgate on ESPN, and he was interviewed to discuss his well-documented love for the Dallas Cowboys. The funny thing was... He wasn't really listening to the interviewers who were Field Yates and Jason Fitz because he was playing a game of spades. It was great, man. You really have to watch it to get the full. Yeah, you should really check it. it out. Really check it out. But he was basically multitasking, playing spades while doing this interview about the Cowboys. Uh, he was doing all right for a little bit, kind of halfway answering. And then eventually he got distracted and asked them to repeat the question. Um, it was just a very assholeish thing to do. It's not like he didn't know the interview was coming up. He didn't just get called for it. Hey, let's let's get John Wall a call about the Cowboys out of nowhere. Yeah, you know? they didn't just like pop up on his <laughs> FaceTime. It was like, bling, bling, bling. like who this? But uh, but you know, <laughs> you couldn't pause your game for five minutes really to talk about this shit. I mean, you obviously agreed to do it, right? These are respectable guys, like. Field Yates, he is one of the more respected analysts 
on ESPN for the NFL. And this guy's just like, whatever. It was embarrassing. I thought it was fucking great. He was like <laughs> pointing to the guy, like, give me another, give me a card. Like, well, and he asked him to repeat the question. The funny part is not that Wall was just being a dick that didn't give a shit, which was awesome. It was the fact that these guys were still trying to plug through the interview. Like, hey, did you, um, who trash talks about football in your locker room? He's like, what? Um, uh, nobody. Like, give me another card. <laughs> the worst part about that was that he said, they just followed the, the players around. They're not real fans. Really? You're a Cowboys fan, asshole. He probably never <laughs> stepped foot in Dallas before he played the Mavericks. So give me a fucking break. The guy's from North Carolina. So right. you're the real fan. Come on. I don't even know why they had him on the show for that shit anyway. The questions were so stupid. Like, what do you think about the Dak situation? He's like, dude, he was so not interested in the conversation. It was great. And you know when these guys got off, they were like, are you fucking kidding me? You could see them looking straight at the camera and saying, don't make any gestures that make you look irritated at the fact that this guy's playing a game of cards while we're trying to do a legit interview with this guy. Hey, it was they were, so they were professionals through and through, though. They you were. Know? It's not like they got called to get on the Beltway Sports Bros or something. You know, They're they were right. on, a, on a legitimate show. Uh, I mean, I'd like to say we're legitimate, but I don't know if we'll Are be we? John Wall anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess we'll be legitimate now. You're going on the on Moderno show. That's right. Yeah. Making things happen. But all. look, John, I really like him. I really do. He just makes it hard on himself. Yep. And after the gang sign thing, he was on such a good track with working out, getting himself in shape, doing play-by-play during the games when he was injured and, you know, would come out and do play calling during a quarter. And he, he was just out there doing stuff, the charity work. Then he does the gang thing. And this one's lighthearted. Who gives a shit? It's just him being an asshole. But, and most people took it as a laugh. I'm taking it as a laugh. I thought it was hilarious, especially the way these guys reacted to it. Like two geeks, like, um, what's this guy doing while we're trying to interview him? But still, man, just, I don't know. Just stay out of your own way sometimes, I guess. Yeah. How does this help you? You know, how does this help your reputation? Like I said, you couldn't take five minutes away from playing spades to talk to these guys. It's just stupid. It's unnecessary. Gotta get paid, son. You gotta get paid. Hey. Apparently he won. Yeah, apparently he won. Hey, were they gonna pay him? <laughs> he got paid during that five minutes still. They were bullshit. <laughs> they were getting paid. Why can't he get paid? Hey, that's a good point. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move on. Let's talk about some <laughs> Maryland football, shall we? MD go Terps. <laughs> So the Terps are opening up their season on Saturday against Northwestern. We're roughly three days away from kickoff and head coach Mike Loxley. He hasn't named a starting quarterback between Tolia Tungviola. Easy for me to say. Uh, let's just call him Tua's little brother. We all know little brothers are always better than the older brothers. But, yes. Uh, oh, yeah. He's looking that way. <laughs> uh, he transferred from Alabama and Lance Lejeune, they're in a competition right now, apparently. After Josh Johnson opted out because of COVID, I wish more guys had names like Josh Johnson. It'd be a lot easier right. for me. But he, he opted out because of COVID. Side note on that, did you see what happened with the Florida Gators? See ya. 25 COVID cases. Maybe Josh Johnson made a good move on this one. You hey, know? welcome back, Big Ten. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we missed you. I mean, it's like uh, one step forward. 25 steps back. <laughs> I mean, it's unbelievable. 25? Ugh. 
Gotta love Florida. It's like a different world down there. But um, anyway, still with the Terp situation, I don't want to get too far off track, but Vegas has Maryland its second worst odds of winning the Big Ten this year with a plus 40,000. On Saturday, they are 11-point underdogs Northwestern. Looks like it could be a solid Is plus 40,000 like the chances of me going to the moon? It's the chances of you getting on Believe in Wizards. Oh, <laughs> on Believe in Wizards. <laughs> yeah, that's about it. So, uh, no, it's, it's uh, your school. So I'll leave this one to you. How do you think their chances are this year? Football in the in the D.C. area is going from bad to worse, my friends. I think that Maryland and Washington are going to compete for worse records. Think so? Um, oh, my gosh. I would kill for uh, Washington to have six and a half total wins this year. Oh, I don't know who the hell ca- Vegas came up with that. I'll give you a breakdown in that in a minute. But just kind of going over the team a little bit, this team is not going to be a good team. They haven't even decided on a quarterback yet, and we're at the 11th hour here. And unfortunately, the strength of this team and by far their deepest position is the wide receivers. I mean, they've got some explosive guys. They've got a decent trio. They've got Jones, they've got Dumas, and they've got uh, Cobbs. And also they have the new guy coming in who was actually a high recruit, Jarrett. So they've got really four guys in wide receiver that are really good. Unfortunately, they're not going to have anybody that can throw them the freaking ball or who even know who's going to throw them the ball. So it's really tough. They lost their only two running backs that they had that were basically their only offense that was worth a shit last year, McFarlane and Leak. They don't have that. So their offense is pretty thin. Um, Their offensive line was jack shit last year, but they have three guys coming back. So maybe that's something. But offensively, I think they're going to be probably as bad as Washington is. Um, Sweet. Yeah. So, and you have to jump, you're jumping directly into the Big Ten. There's no, unfortunately for them, there's no Howard to beat 79 to zero to start the season. Would they be able to do that anyway? I don't know. I, I mean, I, sorry, I haven't done my scouting on Howard, but <laughs> I mean, I'm assuming that they would win that game. And, uh, you know, they, they started off the season 2 and 0. They crushed Howard, they crushed Syracuse, barely lost to Temple in the third game when they were actually ranked. They were ranked 21st in the country, yeah. and then the wheels and then the, fell we- off. And, and then the wheels completely fell off. Yes. So you're looking at where they just got completely eviscerated. I mean, they didn't make it over 20 points scoring the rest of the year. And the only game that they were close in was the final game against Michigan State. They barely lost 1916. Well, didn't they go so, to like their fifth quarterback again as they did? Oh, my God. Yeah. They were decimated with injuries. And that's one thing. They do have depth. Because of all the injuries, guys that have played that normally wouldn't, but it's all average depth. And going to the defensive side of the ball, the position that is actually really good on defense is their middle linebackers. They have Campbell, who's the uh, who's the junior. He won out on the starting spot, but they have the five-star uh, recruit that they got, Ruben Hippolyte. He was beat out for the starting spot, but I guarantee he'll be in at some point in the season. I don't know why they fucking don't start this guy like him. They've got Tareeb Hill still that's um, the corner. These are two highly recruited guys. Fuck it, just put them in like this team is good. Just put these guys in and see what happens because they're going to be shit. They really are. They're going to get dominated. Well, one thing that Loxley is, is a good recruiter, if nothing else. Absolutely. So he's got that going for him just as a actual football coach that remains to be seen. I mean, Nick Saban thought he was halfway decent, but... Well, we'll defensively, they're ahead of the curve as normally teams are ahead of the offense. But I have a feeling that defenses over the season are going to be dominating this offense a lot. And go into the schedule 
Speaking why I laughed at this six and a half, I don't know who the fuck got this number. I have no clue what delusions you found that, but I'm looking at the schedule. They get Northwestern off the bat. Not a good football team, but still, that team always seems to be disciplined. And they're 11-point underdogs with them, so... They're 11-point underdogs in that game, and... The COVID situation is going to be a better scenario for them than it is for Maryland. So I feel that if it were later in the year, maybe they could have beat Northwestern. But since it's right off the bat, that's a loss. Then the gauntlet begins. Then you've got Minnesota. Stomp. Great offenses. At Penn State, stomp. Ohio State, stomp. Then here's a questionable one. You've got Michigan State, who's not a good football team. Again, I said they barely lost to them last year. I think that's their first win is against Michigan State. Then they go to Indiana, potential second win, but they won't. Then Michigan, loss. And then they play Rutgers, win. So my record for them is they'll beat Michigan State and they'll beat Rutgers. They'll be 2-6. and six. I think that's reasonable. They went 3-9 and nine last year, for God's sakes, and two of their wins were against Howard and Syracuse, and they beat Rutgers. So what are we talking about here? Six and a half to... I- Something isn't right there. I don't know. Uh, well, six and a half, considering that they only play eight games. Right. Would they think they're going to, the over under six and a half? Some people are going to bet that they're going to go undefeated or, or at seven and one? Maybe they said six and a half. I don't know half. where you got that info. They, You've been they, thinking too much about the uh, the Believe in Wizard show. <laughs> hey, Moderno, you sure you want this guy? <laughs> It may be six and a half losses, perhaps, but I've never seen That's it put that way. I've never seen it put that way before. Maybe I misread that, but I'm sure. I'm sure somebody will come out with us and, and say how wrong I was, and that's okay. You know, I'm well, not I'm right. I'm right. I think legitimately, okay. If it's six and a half losses, it's six and a half losses. They went to, I'm saying they're going two and six. Right. Potentially one and seven. Their only saving grace is the Rutgers game, but they could win the Michigan State game. Yeah, doesn't seem accurate there. So in the grand scheme of things, Matt, that's what it is. They're not a good football team. It's going to be a long year if these teams can even fucking make it through it. Who the hell knows? But it's just yet another football team in the D.C. area that's going to be shit. And I, like I said, I think that Maryland and Washington are going to be competing for who has the worst record. All right. Well, speaking of lack of talent, moving on to everyone's favorite football team. Washington has been beat up a little bit at wide receiver this year. Right now, the only truly healthy wide receivers are Terry McLaurin, Dontrell Inman, Cam Sims, and... Jeff Baddett, if you know who that is, off the practice squad, with Isaiah Wright and Antonio Gandy-Golden getting nicked up in the last game and are questionable for the Dallas game. I think Gandy-Golden probably has the least chance of playing with them. And then obviously Steven Sims on IR for the next few weeks. Well, the Cavalry came in. (laughs) (laughs) So late on Tuesday, the team signed Robert Foster off of Green Bay's practice squad. You know, Jeff Babbitt, Badgett, Badgett, what the hell his name is, he's probably not very pleased right now. <laughs> he's but, like, damn, what, are, what, I mean, what am I, a chopped liver? <laughs> what do I got to do over here? Yeah, I mean, you know. shit. <laughs> Some things that we should mention about Foster, pretty big target. He's 6'2", 196 pounds. He's only 26 years old. He was an undrafted rookie, uh, but had a actually pretty good year in Buffalo his first year. Caught 27 balls for 141 yards. It's a 20-yard average. Seems like a speedy guy. I saw, I saw some highlights of him, you know. Oh, did, you get, did a little research. Did a little research, you know. Getting this in at film. the 11th hour here. <laughs> you know, huge signing. Huge. I don't know. It's I don't know what, what they, else to say It's what about. they needed. I'm, I'm hoping that he's a character guy. Well, that goes without saying. Yeah, though. yeah. I was hoping that uh, 
two weeks, Antonio Brown was coming along. Hell with yeah. it, you know? Go all in, man. Go all in. I mean, we were talking about spades earlier. Put it, put them chips in. <laughs> well, he's just another guy, I guess. Another body, yeah. warm body. I mean, that's well, all they we needed get. one. And they put themselves behind the eight ball here where they were going to need these guys to begin with. Um, we talked about this before the season started that some of these positions were virtually talentless and one went down. Then what? Um, and didn't right matter now, if one went down. No, they all suck. No, I understand. But these guys really didn't even have a fighter's chance to begin with. I mean, there was just no depth, no talent and no depth to begin with. You're right. And uh, he's just another filler. And who knows if he'll even play or dress. I mean, he might just out of sheer necessity, but what can he possibly do? This passing offense is dog shit to begin with. What, are they going to throw him out there for slants? Uh, they'll throw him deep. <laughs> yeah that'd be the fucking day yeah, um, yeah right you know so he's going out there running 40 yard routes he, he used to average 20 yards uh, <laughs> per catch what do you think Let, let's cut that in uh, by a third he'll be lucky to get that <laughs> right so, right if he plays at all really not news here it's not exactly like trading for julio jones or anything but hey it's washington news and we're here to give it to we're you. We're here to so. give it to you, right. We talked about the Terps, and now we're talking about Washington. It's a dark time in the DMV, man, for football. It really is. You just now figuring that out? No. It's only I, been three decades, Noel. I, I, I know. <laughs> You're just waking up. Doesn't it seem really, really dark? Darker than normal, I guess. It, you come in with somewhat of expectations, at least with Washington. Well, some did that they would at least have some type of competitiveness in them at the very least or at least showing that they're going in the right direction right and that's all we could really hope for this exactly year. we knew that the talent wasn't there we knew that the depth wasn't there we knew that there were going to be issues potentially on the offensive line shit charles went down after two plays apparently he he had the most amazing two plays of any offensive lineman in the history of offensive linemen. I'll tell you what, he looks the part. He's a monster. <laughs> oh, no, I know. But Rivera was talking him up on those two plays like he was fucking Anthony Munoz over here. And he's down and, and it's all a bunch of patchwork on top of having no real weapons. Well, you know what sucks about Rivera? And I know we keep going back to this, but... Everything that came out of his mouth early on in the, over the offseason, I was like, yeah, that makes sense. You know, I, I think it, it really seems like this guy's got it all together. And now it makes me question anything that he said then and definitely questions anything he says now. Right. I just don't think this team's going in the right direction. They, they don't have really any talent outside of the defensive line and they're, you know, average at best right now. Where's this team going? Where's well, Maryland going? Where are the Wizards going? <laughs> right. Well, if where's you're anybody going? It, if you're trying to make a playoff run, which he's talking about, was Robert Foster the answer, or did you want to make a freaking trade? A, a team that's vying for the playoffs is going for a plug and play, right? They're going for a veteran guy. They're going not even necessarily for an Antonio Brown, but John Ross is is vying for a trade. Teams mm -hmm. that are vying for a playoff spot, like he's saying, we want to win games, we want to win games, and he's pissed that they're losing. Well, you're not going for a practice squad guy that uh, is an unrestricted free agent that's caught 20 balls. Um, <clears throat> and that's the bottom line of it. 
this is the type of player that you're getting to see if he's a prospect, if maybe it's lightning in a bottle, or he's just a body during practice. And that's more so what it is, and that's what shitty teams do. Not a team that's vying for a division. Teams that vying for a position is is calling up Antonio Brown tomorrow and just seeing if the guy's head isn't up his ass and he isn't being a crazy person and is either off or on his meds and can piece a half a season together. That's what you're doing as a New England or a New Orleans or whomever it is that needs a receiver, an additional receiver that can put them over the hump. So it's very apparent that that's not what the objective is. Oh, but don't ask Ron that. Oh, no. 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 You know, it's funny when when people contradict him. And we, we saw that latest press conference and he's getting more and more volatile in these things. And he, he looks like he's in bad shape. He really does. I really do feel for the guy. I do for feel for the guy, there. but his energy is going towards contradiction and going towards don't question me. He always has that mentality of, you don't know football. You didn't play the game and all that. And like I said before, yeah, put geeks. a jersey on. <laughs> Look, I might not know every single X and O like you do. I will acknowledge that. But I've been watching football since I was about five years old. So I know a gist of the game. Yeah, I don't know how to rebuild an engine, but I know if a car is not running well. Good analogy, Noel. Sorry, I don't know how to build a carburetor, dude. But I know if my engine is clinking and clanking and it's running like shit. I've mm-hmm. driven my car long enough at this point. So I've seen football long enough, and I don't sit there and do Joe Gibbs until 4 a.m. and watch footage. But I do know if a team is looking like shit and it's being coached poorly. So don't tell me that I don't know because I didn't put a fucking helmet on and play professional football. And it's the same with these journalists. How dare you? Okay? Sorry, I don't know how to have a fucking Michelin star at a restaurant, but I know how to cook. Well, if Rivera was a mechanic, probably wouldn't bring my car to him. That's for sure. <laughs> that's for uh, goddamn sure. <laughs> and no, and then he'd get pissed off that I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. It's like Lino. Yeah, like Lino. Like, sorry, you blew out two of my engines. I'm sorry I'm questioning your authority on fucking how to build one. Fucking moron. To close things out, watching that Cowboys game, I was so fucking pissed. I was like, asshole, all you had to do was kick the goddamn field goal. And we'd be in the driver's seat right now. As sad as that is, that's all he had to do. And here we are. Now we have we have the second overall pick right now if the draft happened. And all he had to do was kick the fucking field goal. We had all the momentum. I'm not going to go through the whole thing again. I'm just pissed off about it because it was an opportunity. And we've had other opportunities throughout the season. And the guy sucks. I'm so disappointed in this shitty-ass Rivera. Yeah, and I watched the game and all these teams are reeling in the East. When he talked about he saw the records... And said, damn, this freaking division sucks. But as a coach, doesn't that tell you something, though? It's like just being happy that your kid got a got a C on a test. Right. Like, well, you know, hey, ain't an F. That was strictly his out for Haskins. That had nothing no, no, to do no. with anything. No, no, under- no. I understand. But... But he's still talking about it, though, and still talking about the opportunities for the playoffs and how the division is and keeps going back to it. All he should be saying is this. I don't know who the hell we're playing after the Cowboys. I know we're playing the Cowboys. That should be his answer. That's it. But this this team is this team is shit, man. Like to what end? They're a bad football team. They're in a bad division. But 
at one point, one of these teams is going to start winning, a, stringing a few games together. It's just inevitable. The division winner isn't going to go three and thirteen. Okay, <laughs> I mean, I know how everybody thinks that that's going to happen, but it's going to even itself out to a certain extent where one of the teams is going to get their act together just enough, and it ain't going to be Washington. No. Hey, but Kendall Fuller's pretty good. Could have an all-pro in our hands here. Could. And with some positivity there. All right, so that's going <laughs> <laughs> to do it for this episode. We're on all major podcast platforms. Please rate, review, and subscribe. Please share this show on social media. Again, please follow us on Instagram, Twitter, the Facebook group, and our website, BeltwaySportsBros.com. Thanks for joining us, and we will see you Friday.